Welcome back to Match Volume, USC Annenberg's premier interview-based podcast produced by student journalists. I'm your host, Natalie. And I'm your co-host, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, I hate to say it, but this week's topic is a little more somber, but it's necessary. Are you aware at all of the violence that trans people are facing daily? I've heard of I've seen it on the headlines. I've read about it, but not deeply enough to say that I am fully informed about it. Yeah, and I feel like that's a lot of people's experience with it, um, especially at like a macro level, like with a lot of the anti-trans legislation, um, the Don't Say Gay bill. Like, I feel like a lot of that is wrapped up in those headlines, right? But even on the daily, black trans women, even just trans people in general, are facing this disproportionate violence. Um, the numbers that have been counted of how many trans people have actually been murdered has been steadily going up a- across the past years, which is super unfortunate. Um, but luckily, there are people out there that are trying to put a stop to it. Yeah, and this week we'll hear more about it because our host, my favorite co-host, Natalie Joseph, chatted with Nikki Nguyen. Nikki Nguyen is the founder of Trans Defense Fund in L.A., which is a mutual aid group providing self-defense kits and classes to trans folks in L.A. I cannot express my excitement for this interview. I had long admired Trans Defense Fund's work from kind of afar. Um, I knew that they were mutual aid, that they weren't really nonprofit, um, that they were working at that community level, which I also admired greatly. And yeah, when I figured out Nikki was behind it, I was super excited to talk with her. Um, She is actually a cis woman. She is an ally of the trans community. And she even said how a lot of people are kind of surprised that she herself is not trans because she is helping the community. But that kind of triggered a really interesting conversation about allyship, about the importance of standing by the trans community, even if you yourself are not trans. Um, And yeah, I'm really excited for you to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I learned a lot from listening to this episode. And I think you too, dear listener, will learn a lot as well. Here's Here's Nikki Nikki Nguyen. Hi, my name is Nikki Nguyen. I'm the founder of Trans Defense Fund Los Angeles. Um, It's a mutual aid organization that provides self-defense kits to trans folks in LA, but we also ship like across the entire US. Okay, great. And then just for yourself, um, how did you end up working with the Trans Defense Fund? What made you want to do this work? Um, I actually started Trans Defense Fund in August of 2020. Um, It's not a nonprofit. It's like just something that I wanted to do. I initially wanted to just raise enough money to supply 100 people with kits. And then I made a GoFundMe and that like surpassed, like I met my goal by like 10 times. So um, I was like, okay, I need to do more than just a hundred because now we have like the budget for that. And so I kind of like figured it out along the way. Um, and then just kind of work with people in my community um, and just or- ordered all the supplies, got friends together to put all the kits together and then distribute it, um, all the kits. And then it's just been going since did you ever expect it to kind of like last as long as it has or take off like it did? Initially, no, because I also like I've never really like started something of this like degree. Um, so even when I had the idea, because what inspired it was there was actually like this super transphobic attack in Hollywood that happened. No one was helping. Like it was just this like viral thing. And I was like, OK, we need to like step it up, um, supply trans folks with like pepper spray at least, you know, like this could have been prevented had 
um, these girls had like something. Um, and so when I like had the idea, I was like, okay, let's put together these like kits, maybe like a taser, pepper spray, like some type of keychain. Um, and then when I was posting it, I was like, I don't even know if like anyone will like this post. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone will even donate. Like, should I donate first to like make it seem like there's like yeah. one donation? <laughs> Um, and so like it actually like off like we raised twenty thousand dollars within like two days. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did that kind of like shock you in a way because did it seem like people just didn't care and then that number kind of surprised you that way? I think it's just like I um like I've never had like the opportunity to like be coordinating something like this and so I didn't know how people would receive it I didn't know if people were allies or like mm -hmm. cared enough there's like so much transphobia happening like so many um transphobic attacks and so like I didn't know if that you know like if people would care enough because yeah. it just seemed like people were talking about it and they're like oh this is sad but like there's no action um and so definitely surprised mm -hmm. how did it feel to kind of know that this cause that you like put out there got so much attention it feels like awesome I don't know I feel like the sense of community that I felt like I never felt that before and just seeing people like pull up and offer to help offer to volunteer to like distribute the kits when I initially um fundraised for them it felt really like amazing to see that like people are really rallying rallying around the trans community mm -hmm. what are the I guess difficulties of kind of running this because you said like you have to distribute them like are there any problems with that like finding people or just having people like sign up to give them to them connecting in that way any problems with that yeah it's like it's just a work in progress because like I don't want this to be a nonprofit. I don't really want that like where it's like oh this is now a company this is something that I enjoy doing and like I am an ally and I feel like I should be doing this work like I don't think a trans person should be you know being the person to do this like so I'm definitely like willing to use my free time to do this and so that and it's also kind of a challenge because I work full-time mm -hmm. um and I have like a side hustle and like I'm like I'm still young, so I'm like finding out that balance, but like mutual aid itself, like um, kind of tricky because I feel like although a lot of people are down to help, a lot of people aren't unless there's like an incentive, like they want to be paid or like mm -hmm. want some type of like internship. Um, so that is definitely definitely a challenge. Um, finding people to distribute the kids to can be a challenge because a lot of cis people will apply for a kit and like they just know any better and so mm -hmm. I'll just sort through that and I'm like this is not for you like yeah you can get your own mm -hmm. and yeah like finding people to help is kind of hard um like I said like people are very um particular with how they use their time and so I feel like when I'm putting all the kits together and usually just doing it with my friends mm -hmm. or just by myself because it's just easier that way. 
Yeah. And you just mentioned like the importance of allyship, like you yourself are not a trans person, but you've kind of stepped up to try and help the community in a way that you can. Um, And you said even that like trans people shouldn't be having to do this work, this really taxing work of kind of protecting themselves from these attacks. And so could you talk a little bit about more about like the importance of that allyship? Yeah, I think like as cis people or hetero people, like we have so many privileges and just like trying to lighten the burden of like the LGBT community, like whatever that looks like, that is like so needed right now. Like um, this is, I'm just like one person and from Trans Defense Fund, I've given, or like we've given over a thousand people kids. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, wow. I'm, I'm like a 25 year old girl in Los Angeles. Imagine if more allies did this, like we could, change so much and like have people feel more protected and more prioritized and like just more safe overall Mm -hmm. and I feel like the societal issue is that like cis people can just live their life freely like if you go outside no one's staring at you but obviously like if if a trans person walks down the street like the level of danger is like much higher um and so I don't know I just feel like we owe it to trans people because transphobia is just like a thing that cis people made and so I just feel like people always assume that like oh like are you trans and I'm like I'm not (laughs) yeah um I don't think trans people should be having to do this was an issue that like those people created Mm -hmm. yeah and I feel like that's a really important take to kind of like share with people because I feel like people might see allyship as like supporting LGBT people that are doing the work but it's like no you can do it as well like yourself without their support and their emotional physical labor like that's a really important aspect of it actually is like sparing them that increased emotional labor and doing it yourself because you're not facing the same things exactly yeah And I think on your website, I read that you specifically are like trying to help uh, trans femmes. And so could you talk a little bit about like why you're specifically trying to help this like subsector, you could say of the trans community? Yeah, and I guess especially we prioritize like black and brown trans femmes because Mm -hmm. they face most danger, Um, just like the inaction of being a woman or like woman presenting. Um, and being a person of color, there's just like, there's so much danger that comes with that in itself and to be both, you know, and also like your sex worker, there's, it just gone through the pile of like increased um, danger or like having less feelings of safety. And so I really want to like look out for that um, kind of subsection specifically just because like, if that's something that we can provide to them to like lighten the burden, lighten the load, like I'm super down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it is important, like you said, to kind of look at those intersections of identity because when you're talking about trans people, like there's so much diversity within that community alone that it right. could be really overwhelming sometimes and you won't really be paying the necessary attention that you need to be 
to, like you said, those black and brown femmes, people that are super, super high risk, even within the trans community. And so I thought that was really interesting that you put it out front, like we're actually supporting like black and brown trans femmes um, up front. And so like kind of drawing attention even to the danger that they face disproportionately from the rest of the trans community. Right. And like another thing that I wanted, um, uh, another reason I started Trans Defense Fund was like, this was during like the Black Liberation Movement of 2020. And so I'm like, okay, like, yes, Black Lives Matter, but also like, there's enough conversation around like Black trans lives. Mm -hmm. um, so like, this is a resource for Black trans femmes. And like, if you are not Black, like, you should just like wait and, you know, like, um, so there is a list like for yeah. people. Yeah. And that makes sense. It just makes based on what like everything you just said, that totally makes sense to have like that priority given. Um it's yeah. not like a favoritism, it's like a literal, like it's a priority designated by necessity, like necessity of the danger yeah. they face. So yeah, that like totally makes complete sense. Um and I guess like kind of just going forward, like do you know how long you're going to plan to keep this up? Do you know if you're just going to do it until you can't anymore or if there's like next steps that you're planning? Yeah, I mean, that's a question that I always ask myself because like I usually order supplies um, like 200 items each at a time. And so like funds will get really low, but then mm -hmm. like people have stepped in like so much to like, you know, like small businesses will reach out to me and be like, Hey, we want to give like a dollar each of our sales to you guys and i'm like that's amazing we'll help this people flow and like be able to order more supplies and stuff and so for the past like two years that we've been running like we haven't ran out or like we have but like there's always like donations coming in to at least make one hit you know mm -hmm. um, so i feel like it's like it's not like set in stone that that's going to keep happening so i'm just Kind of rolling with it and then i yeah i'm just trying to figure out what to do because like i said i don't really like want this to become a non-profit or like type of business where i have to like, yeah. employ people and like oh now we get tax breaks and all this stuff like um it's like i said something that i just enjoy doing and being an ally um you know and so figuring that out but hopefully it continues because I do really enjoy this. And I think a lot of people feel like helped out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you've helped so many already that I hope it keeps going, my goodness. There's not a lot of like organizations out there that are really supporting trans people like actively um, without any kind of like benefit to themselves, I feel like. So yeah, it's definitely unique in that way. And I really hope you guys keep going, but um, if like any of the students here want to kind of help Trans Defense Fund um, do anything like that, what can they do? Um, you, if you want to help out with Trans Defense Fund, um, I feel like social media, like just sharing that we exist is super helpful. Um, donating is always helpful or just you, you can always email us with ideas and like if you want to put something on like any type of event like I'm super open to collaborate with like anyone to do something fun or really cool um, that would benefit the community um yeah just like if anyone has any idea really like you can always message us and we'll work something out well awesome 
and that's a great note to end on. I feel like just giving people something <laughs> to go out and do <laughs> to help yeah. like you have. Um, but yeah. And is there anything else that you like want to share that I just didn't touch on in our conversation? Yeah. So we also like, aside from self-defense kids, we also, or I also try to put on like events, just like uplifting events that aren't mm -hmm. so heavy with like, oh, like this is self-defense. Like you need to protect yourself. It's like, oh no, we do like beauty and wellness events where I like get a bunch of brands to donate like product and we'll like put these bags together and give them out. And it's like a fun little party like situation. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also host self-defense classes and we have a lot of events coming up. So I'm always looking for help for that. Um, we're gonna do like a pride event. I'm thinking of doing like a relaxation event where like there's like breathing exercises, yoga, like mini facial types of things, but yeah. <laughs> awesome well that's so fun and again like I think you're kind of hitting that point that's really important is like it doesn't all have to be super heavy and super like doom and gloom and like you have to protect yourself because this world is like not kind to you like it can also right. be uplifting in positive ways that like try to do something that helps but not in the sense of like protection or having to address these really heavy topics or ideas um yeah. so yeah that's super exciting as well and I'm glad that you mentioned that so that can like get out there more um and people can just understand that that's happening and that they can help of course yeah Great. and like my background I'm like super organized like into putting events together into like graphic design so like all of this comes really easy to me and like mm -hmm. it's fun to like create event like fun events like this and it's so easy for me to just like put kids together and so like I feel like if anyone has a lot of like different types of skills um it's like you could literally do anything you want to help any community that you choose yeah awesome because like, yeah I feel like a lot of people feel like they don't have the skills needed to maybe do this work that you've done or they're they don't have enough time or they don't have like anything but you don't need a, a lot of resources you don't need a lot of time like you can do even the smallest thing and it makes a difference um, right. and so I'm glad yeah that you mentioned that because that's important to know I think for a lot of people but great thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me I'm so glad we got to talk about this and just what you're doing and I'm very excited for what you know the future holds and I hope you keep going forever and ever oh, thank you so much of course yeah, I think that was a fantastic episode. Um, I think one of the biggest takeaways from this was that, as you said in the beginning of the episode and, and throughout the episode too, you did note this, that Nikki is not a trans person. Nikki is a cis woman. And I think that's a powerful reminder of what allyship could and should be. It's that people who may not be necessarily inside the community and facing the same struggles as uh, a community has been facing, but still taking the burden off um, the people and not expecting the people inside the community to uh, to face it all by themselves. Because as Nikki said inside the episode, the violence against trans people is something that has been perpetuated by cis people. Mm -hmm. So it's not up to trans people to defend themselves. It's for it's the burden uh, or like the responsibility falls on cis people to to help them. Absolutely. And I think that applies to a lot of movements, um, even Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate, 
Like you can't expect those communities that are being oppressed to unoppress themselves. That's like never going to work ever. So you need help of people that are more fortunate or groups that are just held higher in society, have more resources, have more money, whatever it is to help because otherwise we're going to, it's like a hamster in a wheel. Like we're going to go in the same place. We're not going to move an inch. And so I think Nikki's expressing that, um, how much being an ally kind of meant to her and how it motivated her to do this work, I think is important for everyone to hear. Yeah. And I think the other incredible takeaway is that Nikki is only 25 and she's already been doing so much work. She's been providing uh, defense kits and uh, helping to um, like hold self-defense classes, educating, helping the trans folks to learn how to defend themselves. And, um, you know, I think it just kind of pushes in the point that you don't have to wait until you have Jeff Bezos money uh, to, to make change. You know, it can start small in your local community, but if you put your heart into it, you can make a difference. Absolutely. And another thing I really appreciated Nikki pointing out, especially on their website, you can actually see it. It's written there is that they're specifically supporting black and brown trans women. And I think that's a huge thing to note, because I think a lot of people, when they think of the trans community, they understand like the struggles they face broadly. But when you really get down to it in that intersection of identities, black and brown trans women are like at a completely disproportional um, exposure to violence, even for the trans community, which is crazy. And like that list I was talking about of how many trans people have been murdered from year to year, most of them are black and brown trans women. And a lot of those cases don't even get solved. They're not even picked up. They're not prioritized. And so having Nikki prioritize that group, unlike a lot of people have done in the past when they're trying to help trans people, is super important. And I think it's really inspiring for all of us to kind of look at those intricacies so we can effectively help people. Yeah, for sure. And and one last thing I wanted to include, too, was that um, I think in the episode you were kind of talking about like what kind of um, like one of the things that, um, you know, motivated her to, to do everything. And then she mentioned that she likes she's good at planning and she likes mm-hmm. to do it, um, which I think it just shows another example of putting your talents um, to great use to, to help others. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm really excited to see what she has going on in the future. I hope they keep doing their work for however long they can, however long she wants to. To quote you in the episode, forever and ever. Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> I so hope so. Me well, as well. Yeah. Well, that's all for this week's episode. Tune in next Friday for more Match Volume and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Annenberg Media. This show is a production of Annenberg Media and is produced by Shitong Zhang. See you next week. <laughs>